What is up, young adults? Thanks for tuning in today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power Bluff. And as always, thanks for tuning in. For the first service of young adults this month. Lord, I thank you for every person who stepped into this place. I thank you that not one person will leave out of here the same way they came in. In, the Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, uh, you may have a seat. Uh, I think the sub was off. That's what it was. I, was. I was trying to put my finger on it. Anyways, can I get a little bit more volume? Otherwise, I'm going to keep yelling. Wow, what's up, guys? Hey, great to see everybody. We have a lot of new faces, have a lot of familiar new faces, have a lot of faces, some good, some bad, some ugly, some not. You decide on which one you are. Anyways, uh, it's not Sunday morning. It's not Wednesday night. Nobody can kick me off the stage right now. So I'm glad to be here. Who's excited to be here tonight? So, as Courtney said, dude, yeah, I didn't know you were coming. You didn't tell me you were coming. I didn't invite you, but I know you're coming. Iraq, if y'all don't know Iraq, we went to Bible school together. I have a love for him. Uh, We've literally shared rooms together. Actually, I don't think we shared rooms. No, but we were close. Anyways, it's a great night. I'm like, you know, tense, like loosen up a little bit. It's Friday night. Uh, The Miami Heat lost, unfortunately. Don't want to talk about that still. But anyways, it's going to be a great night. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited that y'all are here. And uh, it's going to be good. Who's excited for the dodgeball night? Right? It takes me back to like, what's up, Steph? It takes me back to, uh, it takes me back to like elementary school when you play, who played pin dodgeball? You play pin dodgeball? Spring ice deep? No, just kidding. Really? None of y'all play pin dodgeball? Okay, pin dodgeball, way better than regular dodgeball. But anyways, it's going to be a great night. So if you're competitive, the slightest, athletic, whatever, just want to have fun, it is co-ed. promise we're not going to, like, take heads off here. It's going to be a good time. Uh, So, yeah, uh, who's joining us for that? It's going to be a fun time. Something, a first for the young adults. And we hope to make it annual. So uh, if you don't show up, it's not going to be annual. Just saying. But uh, anyways, can you get my water, please? Just throw it over here. Thanks. All right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So jumping in today's message, because that's why I'm here, right? Uh, I kind of was like, it's kind of funny, because I was, like, done with my message. And then I, like, started, like, I titled. So I have, like, a, a title, so I don't forget my title. And uh, as I started writing my message out, it was nowhere near what I, like, titled it to be. So I, it's, I don't even know what to call this message. But uh, I, was, I was asking the Lord, like, what should I, what should, you know, what should the first service of young adults be this month? And I was like, I, in all honesty, I felt nothing. It was felt like you were, like, throwing a, like a, I don't know, a watermelon at a brick wall. Oh, that's not, that doesn't make sense. Uh, whatever. It just felt like I was, like, there was, it was totally blank. And so, um, Courtney asked me, she was like, so what are you going to speak on at Young Adults? I said, I have nothing. And this was like, not that long ago. 
but you know, something was brewing. <laughs> and so, uh, I was just like, Lord, what, you know, what am I going to speak on? And, uh, oh, great. I was just going to leave it in front of Genesis. Thanks. All right. Wonderful. Uh, and, and I heard, this is, this is what I heard. I said, don't let this year be a copy of last year. And so take that as, take that how you want. But, you know, what we, especially last year, we hit the head a lot of who took part in our leadership series. Well, quite a few of you. I almost want to redo that series because I know a lot of people missed out and it was a really good series. But, um, uh, last year we spent a lot of time on leadership, bettering yourself, um, being successful, how to be successful. Joanna, what? No way. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, being successful and, uh, how to do that, not only in the spirit, but practically. You know, there, Mike Murdoch's book, The Leadership Secrets of Jesus, says there's a principle of Jesus and there's a power of Jesus. And you need both. You can't have, you can't want all the power, but you're an idiot. And then you can't be super smart, but you're totally dead to the spirit. And so you need, you need, there has to be both. Amen. And so, um, you know, we spend a lot of time on growing yourself, you know, putting things into place. And so, you know, this year, you know, we're coming up, I kind of was like, well, why this message, right? And then when you look, we're coming up on, what is it, June 2nd? And so June, the sixth month of the year, which is the halfway mark. And so at this point, your taxes are done, right? Unless you're a business owner, Q2, uh, Q2 is about to be over, Q3 is coming up. Uh, your taxes are done. You, if you started working out, you'd rather already quit or you're still working out. You know, if, you're, if you decided to summer shred, you probably look great right now. Don't look at me, but there's people in this building, obviously, uh, that I want to look like. Uh, but anyways. But yeah, you're rather shredding or you're eating, whichever one it is. Uh, let's see. You, you, I mean, you're hanging out with family. You have routines. You, you're in your routines right now, right? Your, your resolution is rather going or you've busted it. It's like it's just over. And so it's very easy to be in this, like, coast mode where it's like, you know what? It, I'm, at this point, I could just keep doing exactly what I'm doing and finish out the year. You, you finish deciding. If you decided, you're not deciding, oh, which school am I applying to? You're not, there, you've made all your decisions for the year. And so, you know, it's very easy to go into coast mode. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to finish out this year. But... If you do that, guess what? It's just going to be a copy of last year, and the next year is going to be a copy of this year, just with maybe a couple of different faces. Maybe you have kids and your kids have gotten older, or maybe, you know, you finish school. But either way, I, there's people, I have friends who go to school, finish school, and it's like they were just going to school to finish school, just to go to school in the first place, and they end up back at square one because they just, they were just going through it. You know, I, I, I hope they're watching. I have friends. I wouldn't even call them friends at this point. I have acquaintances. Okay, maybe I don't hope they're watching. Um, there's people in life who, like, almost can't not be in school. Like, they, I have friends who we went to Bible school with. I'll say their name. No, I'm just kidding. We went to Bible school with people. What year was that? 16, 2016. And they're still in school. They're still in some missionary school 10 years later, eight years later, 
and they're doing nothing. They're still posting GoFundMes. They're still asking for this. They're still wanting $2,500 to go to Jamaica for what? It's like, it's just, they don't know how to get out of just knowing what they know. And so in order for things to happen in your life, change must come. Amen. And so this is your, 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 your 2023 isn't going to be a copy of your 2022. Everybody in this place has a plan that God has a plan for your life and it will come to pass. Amen. And so uh, that's kind of what I'm going to, the gist of what I'm going to hit on today, which is don't let this year be a copy of last year. And so let's jump in by opening up the word. I can tell my mic is EQ'd for Pastor Sandy or Pastor Jesse because I sound like uh, like I'm transitioning, if you know what I mean. Uh, all right, so let's start in 2 Corinthians 5.17. I can't believe they let me preach. 2 Corinthians 5.17. And so I have a, so why change, right? I, and I have a couple of keys or points, uh, whatever you want to call them, but I have some, if you're taking notes, I'll have some bulletins. And so, 2 Corinthians 5.17, uh, can you give me King, King James or New King James? New King James would be great. But it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, what? New creation. I'm going to read that again. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, what? All things have become new. Isaiah 43:19 It says, "For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the desert." Deuteronomy 31:6 This is a pretty famous scripture. It says, "Be strong and courageous and firm." Fear not, nor be in terror before them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you. And so uh, the first line that I have written, if you're taking notes, um, and I'm just briefly going to touch on this one, but it says to be, and you're writing notes, write this down. It says, to become born again is to become a new creature. To become born again is to become a new creature. And honestly, this teaching could be like a four-part series, so I'm going to see where this ends up going. But um, to be born again is to be a new creature. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, we just read it. It says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. You have become born again if you are in Christ. That is what in Christ means. If you are not in Christ, you have not received him into your heart. And so many of you who have gone soul winning know that what the soul script says, and it's actually out of scripture, which is Romans 10, 9. It says, if you confess with your mouth uh, that your Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. And so uh, to be born again is to be a new creature. And so... What does being a new creation or creature actually mean? It means you've been born again, you're a kingdom citizen, 
and you have received a new identity in Christ. So if you're taking notes, write down, I have received a new identity in Christ. If you have been born again, you have received a new identity in Christ. So Romans 10, 12 says, if you want to put it on the screen in the New King James, Romans 10, 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. That's kind of a mouthful. If you read it fast, if you would have read that to me the first time, I would not know what you said. So I'll read it again. For there is no distinction. What does distinction mean? Somebody give me a definition. Yeah, okay, there you go. It's difference. For there is no difference between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to what? All who call upon him. And so there's no difference between Jew or Greek. Jew or Greek is a what? Identity. And so if you have received a new identity in Christ, there is no difference to what? So let me backtrack. So when you, when you got born again, right? When you receive a new identity in Christ, you still wake up in the same bed. You still eat the same foods. You still crave the same cereal at night for some of you. Uh, you know, you go, you, you go to the same place at work. You've, you've received a new identity in here, but you're still, I'm still Mexican. I got saved. I'm still Mexican. I'm still 5'7". I thought I was going to be 6'2". I remember one time on a confession list, I was like 6'2". Guess I didn't confess it enough. Who knows? But maybe one day, maybe in heaven I'll be 6'2". Who knows? I, you know. Uh, I had somebody, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to, I'm going to. I had a 3D before this. I think it's hidden. Uh, but anyways, so you wake up every day, you, you, but you're not, and you know you're not the same person, right? When you got saved, something changed. You don't, it, it, you may have not known what it was exactly. You may not have known really what was happening. But when you received Jesus into your heart and became, took on the identity of Christ, Paul says, for I was crucified with Christ Jesus, right? Something happen. But guess what? You still look the same. Still Mexican, still brown, still yellow, still white, whatever. <laughs> so um, I, I, one of my notes here is says, you're, you're, you're not the same person. You may currently sleep in the same bed, eat the same food, work the same job, but know that you no longer, right? Because we've received what? Christ, which is a, somebody said, New identity, I think Joanna said it. But you've received a new identity. So guess what? If you received a new identity, you no longer have to identify with the current environment you're in or the environment that you know. So for some, for some people, right, the environment, when you look at worldly statistics, environment is everything. When we did the leadership secrets of Jesus, one of the statistics we always said was your income's within uh, 10% of, or 15% of your closest seven friends, right? Or seven friends or whatever it was. Your income is within 15, let's let that sink in. Your income is within 15% of your seven closest friends. 
And so I told the young adults taking that class, find new friends. I'm just kidding. Ask them how much they make, and if it's not enough, find new friends. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people switching seats. <laughs> but um, it, it, it's true. Your environment is anything. It's when you got saved and you started, you, you started doing good, right? Because why? Things started changing. You started hanging around with people at church. You started doing this. But two months, three months goes by. And then you're like, oh, I haven't hung out. I haven't seen that friend in a long time. Or you're like, oh, maybe I'll go, like, minister to them or something like that. Next thing you know, a month after that, you're back to square one. Why? Because you changed your environment. You changed who you hung around with. You got saved. You put yourself in a godly environment. And then you slowly started stepping back. Your environment is everything. And so, um, you know, you when you receive the new identity, and this is taking me to point two. Uh, if you're taking notes, number one is to become born again is to become a new creature. To become born again is to become a new creature. Point number two, <clears throat> or key, or whatever you want to call it, you no longer have to identify with your worldly environment. You no longer have to identify with your worldly environment. Where's my phone? Oh, it's my back pocket. There is, I was reading something from Insider Magazine, Business Insider, and the study goes, The title of the study is, excuse me, 25 ways your childhood impacts how successful you become as an adult. 25 ways your childhood impacts how you, how successful you become as an adult. And so I'm just going to randomly read some of the, some of the points here. Uh, Point one, if you're closer with your dad as a child, you're more likely to develop interpersonal relationships down the road. If you're the parents, if your parents divorce when you're super young, you'll likely have poor relationships with adulthood, in adulthood. If you're a girl and your mom works, you're most more likely to become the boss and make more money. This one's funny. Trying to be cool in high school could lead to problems in adulthood. I feel like trying to be a nerd in high school could also be a problem, but, you know, however you want to take that. Um, The higher your parents' income, the higher your SAT scores. Uh, If you watch lots of violent TV, you're more likely to be an aggressive grown-up. I mean, like Tom and Jerry, I would consider violent. That, that kind of explains a lot. It's like they were shooting rockets out of a mouse hole. It's kind of, you know, this generation was built different. Uh, but, yeah, so basically you get the point. 25 reasons why your childhood impacts how successful you become. It's because what environment you're, you're, you're in will determine where you go. And so you may say, well, I had a bad environment. I didn't have a dad. My parents were poor. I didn't get my, like, nothing, everything. You could, you could say everything. But that's why this is so awesome is because when you take on the identity of Christ, 
you now no longer have to identify with my parents were broke, you know, I'm this color, I'm that color, I didn't go to school. But now this is what you identify. This is everything you identify with. And so you no longer have the excuse of, well, this or that or this, because this is what you are now. That's why John Osteen always opened up with every message. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. It's because he knew this is his identity. And so that be of good cheer, especially you may say, I had a great, I had a great turnout. I had a great parents. Great. But guess what? This, if you are saved, this is your new identity. And so that's, it's, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, t- I was telling somebody um, yesterday, I said, this is public knowledge, so I don't think this is like an insider edition thing. But like, neither of my parents graduated high school. Technically, my dad got a high school certificate from some Baptist university that doesn't exist anymore because it was like, you just paid some money and they gave you a diploma. I think Marissa went there. No, no shame. Her first young adults. She did. Yeah, I remember. I used to look at her books. I was like, this, this doesn't make sense. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, n- none of my parents graduated high school. My mom ran away at 14. My dad was 17. He didn't have a real job till he was 35 years old. He's, like, not that old right now, so don't think that was, like, he's, like, 60, and that was a long time ago. (laughs) But, you know, statistically, I should be nowhere. I should be nothing. And so it's, like, but then why? Why Why am I nowhere? Why am I not nowhere? Why why am I, why do I actually, yeah, why am I not, why am I not nowhere? Why am I nowhere? This isn't a therapy session, I promise. I'm actually preaching. I'm not, like, crying for help secretly. But uh, it's, why am I not nowhere? I can just see. You know, it's okay. It's fine. You get the point. I speak English. It's fine. But it's because they took on this identity. Somebody came to their house, invited them to church. They got saved. And now... This was their life. And so therefore, this became my life. No longer, I was no longer part of the Garcia family or the people who grew up in Lauder, who grew up in Epson, whatever. But now, could you imagine me? Like literally, my, like my whole family, if, believe it or not, my whole family is like a drug lord family. It's like you sell a lot of drugs, underground meetings, all that. Could you imagine me coming in? Like, let me, let me show you this. All right. Imagine there's, like, a table of, like, guys tatted, ripped. Like, my grandpa, he was ripped, had a pit bull tattoo on his head, right? Like, drooling pit bull, not, like, a nice pit bull. Okay, imagine they're all at the table here, right? And they're, like, right? They're, like, little G's coming in. And it's, like, it's, like, here I am with my polo and my Lululemon. I'm, like, hey, guys, who are are killing? It's, like. No, it does I just, it's not me. It, it, it's, praise God. I don't know. I would, I would have been like the accountant or something. Have you seen The Godfather? I would have been like the son who tried moving to Italy. I would have been, I would have been him. I would have had a nice comb over. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's the only reason I'm not there or not nowhere is because they changed their identity. And that I was the beneficiary of that. And so, praise God, you no longer have to identify with what race, what income bracket, where your parents are. You know, there's people who live 
in their parents' house, make the same money that their parents made growing up. It's because they never knew how to leave what they knew. And so you have to, you have to see, you can't have, right? If you're taking notes, write this down. What you don't know, you can never have. What you don't know, you can never have. That scriptures and Proverbs says, there is safety in the multitude of wise counsel. There is safety in the multitude of wise counsel. Why is there safety in the multitude of counsel? Because there's people that can keep you on track. There's people who can slap you out of it if you're acting a certain way. There's people who have gone before you and are where you want to be. I recently kind of connected with this guy that I had no idea I would ever, 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 ever connect with. Um, He... uh, I wonder if he's watching. He might be secretly watching. He's one of those guys who like watches everything and you never know. But um, he's like a guy super, super, super rich. He's like the kind of guy who drives like a McLaren and then on the weekend drives like a Rolls Royce. He's like that kind of guy. And so, uh, but he's a Christian. He's saved and he's, he's like mega wealthy. So all of a sudden I get invited to this group thing, right? And I'm like, oh, it's like a networking group, and there's going to be, like, business guys there. I'm asking Courtney. I'm like, what the heck do I wear? They said, meet me at the park. Do I go in shorts? Do I go in jeans? Like, do I wear a vest? Like, I don't, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And, and I was like, oh, dang, I don't know. I call another guy. I'm like, what are you wearing? It was, like, really gay. But uh, I was like, can I say that on pulpit? It doesn't matter. <laughs> I was like, what are you wearing? He's like, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I was like, well, I've been thinking about it. Like, what are you going to wear? And so, uh you know, long story short, it's like, all right, I'm going to go. And I'm, like, expecting, like, you know, I'm 25. This is, like, at most networking meetings, I'm, like, half the people's age. It's, like, it's just, they think I'm, like, joking when I show up. And so I, I show up to the park. I meet this guy. We're there. We think we're late, whatever. And finally, we're, like, where, like, where is this group? Because we couldn't find it. And so they just said, meet us at Woodlands Park. That was it. It's like, okay, very vague. There's a lot of parks. There's woodland, you know. And so um, finally we saw them. It was like three guys in like rocking chairs that were like, it was so weird. But now I hope he's not watching because I called it weird. But it's just this guy who makes millions and millions and millions of dollars a year just pouring out into whoever wants to show up for two hours. And it's just like, I was like, what the heck? I even texted him afterwards. I said, hey, I know this is like the last place you ever had to be. And there's you like, I just said, thanks for like taking time to pour in to people. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this. I'm just going to go. You know, it's like, it's just like a group to talk about anything, not even business. It's just like, oh, you know, I, I, what flavor Waterloo do you like? It's like, it's just so weird. I wish I could explain it to you. But um, I, I'm making a point to go to that. I've been out of town for three weeks, but it, it, but the reason why, it was like the God opened a door because I, I went, the second one I went to, I showed up late and the guy's over here talking about how this year, he, if he just sells his share a month later, he can make 500K. But if he waits till this, he can make 900K. But, oh, that's kind of like, uh, that's just a little change. You know, his company, he's looking to take this to 15 million. And then after 15 million, I want to start moving it into this. It's like, a, it was like a whole different language to me. But guess what? If I never would have hung out with them, my mind wouldn't have even thought about, like, what I'd do with 15 million this year. It's like, I mean, I may have thought about it, but I wouldn't have known what to do. You know, if somebody gave me $15 million right now, I may be like, 
let me go to the ATM. But you can't even go to the ATM with fifteen million dollars. So it's like, what, what? Uh, you, uh, going back to going, keeping on track. You can never go to where you don't know. And so, uh, point number one was to become born again is to become a new creature. Point number two is you no longer have to identify with your worldly environment. Say this, I can only go where I know. Let's say that again. I can only go where I know. Let's go, let's go to James 1.5. If you have your Bibles, it's in the New Testament. They taught me uh, Hebrews James. Like he bruised James. Like he punched him and he bruised James. That's what they taught me. I'm pretty sure we learned that in Bible school, unfortunately. Probably should have learned that in kids' class. All right, James 1, 5. While I'm on it, I really want to talk. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. For the sake of time. All right, it, uh, James 1, 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. Uh, I'm actually going to go... <clears throat> So again, you have a new identity. Now you may say, what do I do? Well, guess what? Ask God, Lord, what should I do? Help me to know what to do. It's like I, it, you can ask. It's really that easy. You can ask God, what should I do? And you don't have to wait till you're going through something. to ask. You don't have to wait till it's your last resort. You're at your last dollar or your last thing. And you, ha- you say, God, help me. You can, even when you're on top, you can still ask, God, what is my next move? It's much better to be living off the top of the barrel than the bottom of the barrel. It's much easier, right? If you go without work for six months, but you have $4 million in your account and no overhead, who cares? You know, I got money. But guess what? If you have no money and you go without work for six months, that's an issue. So it's always live Say, I'll live off the top and never the bottom. I'm going to go to James. Let's go back to 2, James 1, 2. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reapproach, and it will be given to him. What It says what? And it will be given to him. So if you ask of God, he will give it to you. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, you know. For no, go ahead. I'll, I'll get. I'll come back to it. For let not the man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. And this is one of my favorite scriptures, verse eight. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He is a double-minded man. I told. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, I remember, Pastor Sandy. This that's one scripture that she like instilled into my brain. 
was like a double-minded man is unstable as his ways. She'd tell me that even like for my cousin's parties. She'd be like, oh, you want to go to the party? I'm like, no. And then right before they leave, I was like, I'll go. And she'd be like, a double-minded man. I was like, okay, I won't go. I guess. I guess that's my out. Um, but if any of you lack wisdom, ask and it will be given to you. So number one, to become born again is to become a new cre- creature. Number two, you no longer have to identify with the worldly environment. And number three, in order to see change, change is required. So if you're taking notes, in order to see change, change is required. Going back to what, what I said, I said, you know, point two is you no longer have to identify with your worldly environments. You no longer have to. But guess what? If you choose to identify with who, what the world says you are, that's exactly what you'll be. Change first comes in the mind. It's, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, guess what? In order for things to go into your heart, it first must come into the mind. And so the way you see yourself is the way you'll end up. And so that's why, that's why it's a very important. Here at Houston Young Adults, we're very adamant about getting in the word, not just because it's a religious thing or anything, but it's because this is your identity. The Bible says the word is like a mirror. This is exactly, if you have issues, you can find it in here. If you want to know about business, you can find it in here. If you feel lonely, you can find it in here. This is everything. And so uh, point three, in order to see change, change is required. And so... And so, God gives you a choice. God gives you a choice. Nothing is forced upon you. When you receive Jesus, nobody held a gun to your head and said, receive him or I'm going to blow your brains out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> receive this. I knew Isaiah would like them. Uh, receive this or, or else. You freely, he gave, freely you shall receive. And so, uh, to prove, let's go to Deuteronomy 30, 19. Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you. It says, I have set, right? So, I've, I don't know. There you go, Vincent. I just set it before you. And so, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Let's say it again. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Oh, you can, you can, you can say. Thanks. Therefore, I have set before you life and death. God always gives you a choice. You, tomorrow when you wake up, you don't have to read your Bible. You have to choose to read your Bible. Tomorrow when you wake up, you guess what? 
You, can cho- you have to choose to identify with your spirit being. You have the, your soul, body, and your spirit, and you have to choose. To, Paul said, this is why the Bible talks about, uh, like Paul said, I buffet my body daily. It says, be, uh, renew the mind. Why do you have to even renew your mind? Why do you have to buffet your body daily? It's because there's constantly this flesh that wants you to do what you've always done. Eat, sleep, poop, and that's it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's basically, it's like when you get up, you don't really want to get up. You want to lay down. It's like when you go to the restroom, it's not like, I'm going to rebuke this restroom. It's like, I got to go number four. It's like, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's like, it's rocket science. It's, what is, what movie was like? I was watching, uh, I don't know if this is a bad movie or not, so it's, it's fine, but I was watching John Wick. Who has seen John Wick's? Really? Abraham? Cool. Oh, really? Gabe? All right, cool. Yeah, okay, if you haven't seen them, don't watch them, but uh, <laughs> it's, especially with kids. Don't, if, you, if you like watching people's jaws being broken with a book, like, don't, it's one of those. But they say, uh, they have a saying, it's like, without rules, we'd be amongst the animals. But really, it's like, without, and it's, a, it's without a spirit, really, we, we're just whatever, right? We're just the flesh. We're just eat, hang out, like chill, just do anything. It's like, if nobody had to go to work, you really wouldn't want to go to work, right? So it's, 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 it's um, you have to make a choice. And so, you know, uh, let's go to Matthew 6, 24. Um, and this is another example of God giving you a choice. Who's having a good time tonight? This is, this is a good word. I mean, I had like, I'm like skipping like 90% of my notes. It's fine. It happens every time. Uh, all right. It says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and, and mammon. You must choose. Every day you must make a choice to live according to the word of God. And so again, if you're not in your word, guess what's going to win every morning when you wake up? This. This is going to win. And so it's, it, you, it's, it's funny because sometimes you ask, you may even ask God like, man, where did I get off? But then you realize it's like the moment you stop reading your Bible. It, you, may, you, may, you read your Bible for the week, you're on top of the world, you're listening to messages, and then all of a sudden, you miss, you miss a day where you're reading your Bible. You miss two days. Then all of a sudden, your messages turn into Little Wayne from 05. And then, like, you start put, putting it on for your city, like, back in the day. So it's like, you know. It, 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 and then you're like, wait, I was listening to, I was listening to John Osteen. How did I get to Wheezy? It's like, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a slippery slope, all right? We've got some Little Wayne fans in the crowd, I guess. But, uh. You know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slippery slope. And so that's why it's important to know how, how to win. This is Pastor Sandy's Bible. I probably shouldn't be throwing it down. Uh, it's her study Bible. Pastor, thank you. Uh, but you have to be rooted in the word. You have to be decided, right? When it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's uh, that's not the way to say that. You have to be it's too late. When things happen, it's too late. You have to be decided. It's like, it's like when COVID came and they were shutting down all the churches, this church never closed. And I remember Courtney and Victoria were pretty new to, we weren't even dating it. 
Right? Were we? I don't know, that's okay. We're married. Who cares? Uh, you know, it's too late. We're going to heaven. I've committed my whole life to you. We're going to, it's fine. doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, one time her mom asked me, when's her birthday? It was gone. She probably thought, this kid is going to be gone. But uh, anyways, it's okay. I still love you. We're so, you know, it's great. We have a great life. It's a fun time. Uh, where was I going with that? Oh, you have to decide beforehand. It's too late. When things happen, it's not the time to decide. Because guess what? When you start being shaken, start being turned, which way are you going to fall? When you start getting off, start getting wishy-washy, which way are you going to fall? I, for me and my family, we've decided that this will always be our last truth, our final truth. It doesn't matter if somebody died. It doesn't matter if somebody gets sick. It doesn't matter if our bank accounts went to zero. This is our final truth. And forever we will stand on this word. But we've decided that. So when things happen, we're not, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're fixed here. And so it's a decision every day to say, I'm going to live the way God has created me to live. There is a godly way to live. And there's a worldly way to live. And guess what? There's worldly consequences and there's godly consequences. There's life consequences and there's death consequences. There's good consequences and bad consequences. You get it. But it all starts with a decision. God lays before you life and death. I hope my screen protector didn't crack. God puts before you life and death. And he tells you, choose life. But guess what? If you choose death, he's going to let you. And, and you may say, well, I'll never choose death. I'll never get off. I'll always serve the Lord. I love the Lord. But without this, you'll be right off and not even know it. We, ha- we have a skit uh, called Interviewing Satan. <laughs> Me and Marissa did it a long time ago. I wish I had it. I'd put it up. It's hilarious. But I think I said one of the lines was like, they don't even know they're serving me, and they don't even know they're serving me. It was something like, it was something like that. But, and then I yell, like, deception. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's deception. It's the, it's the thought that I can do it all on my own and be okay. It's the thought that I can walk this walk and just be chill about it. But in reality, it's not, it's not it, people say, oh, walking for God's hard. It's actually not. It's walking for God and still trying to live the life you lived before is when things get really hard because then you're torn between two. You're one person here. You're one person there. You, you got born again. You have the, the, the spirit of Christ in you, but then also you still want to go out on Fridays, but it's because you're in between two. He says, serve me or certain mammon. You can't serve both. You're either hot or you're cold. And if you're in the middle I'll spew you out of your mouth. It's actually better to be all the way cold than to be in the middle. It's, it's, you're accountable. It says, my people perish for lack of knowledge in Hosea 4, 6. But guess what? Once you have that knowledge, it's your responsibility, and it's your choice to say, I'm going to do what I need to do with what, what the Lord showed me, with what I've learned. Because you're not held accountable for what you don't know, but you're held accountable for what you do know. And so it is important to one, obviously I'm speaking to good people because y'all are here on a Friday night. The new Spider-Man came out. You could have went out to, you could have booked your tickets at 7 a.m. 
You know, you could have, or at 7 p.m. Hey, some people go to 7 a.m., whatever. You could have, you know, you could have went, you, you know, it's birthday parties. It's Friday night. You could have, you know, went to bed early, whatever. Some of you have kids. I, listen, I say this at every meeting that we have here before. We have pre-service meetings. And I say, nobody has to be here. Nobody forced y'all to get in your car, drive over here. Like, we are young adults, right? We're past youth. Before your parents could say, like, you're going to youth, right? You like it or not. It's like, and then you could act it up however you wanted. But you had to get in your car. You had to choose to come. You had to pay the gas to come. You had to cancel other plans to be here. And we don't take that, like, Houston Young Adults does not take that lightly. We very much appreciate y'all for coming. And that's why we're going to, we have cool T-shirts. We have good worship. And, like, you know, we bring pizza and whatever. Whatever we do. We may, I, I'm not going to say the giveaway yet because it's, it's really cool. And if we don't do it, it's going to be disappointing. So anyways, but, and, but y'all have decided to put yourself in this place to hear this word. And I believe God has the right people here at the right time. Because as the, it gets closer to the last, in the last days, because we're in the last hour. And as things get crazier and crazier, it's not like that for the people of God. It may get crazier for the world. It may get crazier for other people. The economy may do this. It may do that. Apple, I lost like 80 bucks in Apple with like a little money that I put in. And I checked today and I'm up 80. It's like, okay, it's up, down, up, down, up, down. And guess what? You will drive yourself crazy living by the standards of this world because you never know what's going to happen. You don't know. Guess what? In 07, everything crashed. People were buying houses that are worth 300000 now for like 50000 It was different. It was just, you never, ever, ever know. There is no guarantee. The Bible even says nobody is promised tomorrow. You can never, ever, ever know what's going to go on. But this will always remain the same. That's why I love the song, Christ is my firm foundation. Because it, I can, it's just like, no matter what, I can, I can, I can stick my feet down. There's scriptures that talk about being, building your house on a solid rock. And it's, the wind comes, blah, 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 you, you, the firm foundation. That's where they got that song. But, um, you know, be, and I guess I'm, I'm really going to the next part of this, this sermon. Again, I'm, it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, yeah, there's like, I could do eight parts on this message, really. Uh, if you watch Young and Prosperous, you can, you can, I'll probably do the rest there. But, um, you know, it's making a choice. And I'll kind of share a testimony that kind of happened with me recently. And if you watch Young and Prosperous, I already kind of said it. But um, I do do a lot of broadcast engineering, right, where I basically make TV run for stadiums here in Houston. And so Dynamo have been calling me recently a couple of times to uh, basically I represent Dynamo Stadium on the behalf of like ESPN, NEP, whatever. And so um, the guy who's been calling me said like, hey, after like three or four times, he was like, hey, do you want to, well, first he tried giving me two positions and I was like, listen, I'm not looking for a job. And, uh, and then he asked me, he goes, well, can you, do you want to commit to doing all our, all our games? Like all our Saturdays, Sundays, everything. And you know, at first, it's like, 
you, you, you know, it's in your head, you're like, man, it's like a lot of money. And I, and I don't have to sign a W-2. I can still do whatever I want. I can wipe my hands clean. I cannot show up if I don't want to show up. And But and, and, and for anybody, that would have been like a no-brainer. But I had already decided I'm not working on Sundays. I'm not, that's like a non-negotiable. So when he said, would you, uh, would you like to commit to all the Saturdays and Sundays? I like it, I didn't even get like excited in my head about Sundays because I already knew it was like that's that's I'm not I'm not taking that. You couldn't pay me ten thousand dollars to miss a Sunday. You you really couldn't pay me anything. And so um I was like, look, I said I really appreciate it, right? Because it's like this is one position in Houston. It's not like there's like they're sending applications for this. It, it's it's one position in Houston. I was like, look, I, I said I really appreciate it. I said I really enjoy doing the events and stuff it's it's funny like stadiums are like my comfort zone that's like what i like what i learned in and it's just that's what's fun i love working in in like the chaos and so um i said look i'm i'm sorry i can't as much as i want to i really want to say yes but i can't, i'm not going to say yes and uh i said i didn't even say like oh i go to church i just said like i, I can't say yes and he was like oh is something is something wrong or whatever and i was like no i just i said i'm in all honesty, I'm I'm like I don't work on Sundays, and he's like, oh okay. He's like, yeah yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, if you don't if you don't want, he says, well I'll just keep you keep you in the loop. Um, and I know, and so I was like, okay cool yeah great. And so you know at that point he can just like wipe my wipe his hands of me, never call me again because you know they want consistency. You're working with crews, you're, you're different com- It's the same company, but they send different people. It's not like an easy thing to learn, and so. Um, He's like, okay, I'll keep you in loop, whatever, blah, blah, I was like, cool. And so, um, you know, time goes on, and, like, the next the next week, he calls me back, and he's like, hey, uh, we got this event going on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, can you do it? And, obviously, if, if I'm open, I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. And so they have another guy for Sundays, which is funny because I used to work with the guy, so it was like a family reunion almost. But, uh, and so... Anyways, I, I was talking to him yesterday, the director of Dynamo, and he was saying, he said, so, like, what do you what do? you do? Like, what do you, what's, like, your thing? And I was just like, oh, you know, I do this, blah, 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 and then, but, I, you know, outside, he's like, well, what do you do outside of that? And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm committed to my, I, like, don't be that weird person who's, like, I'm, like, Christ's servant. I'm here. Like, okay, yes, you're a servant of the Lord, but don't be weird about it, you know? It's like, I... <laughs> I hope you're watching. There's this person who I worked with, and he used to say, like, oh, I'm, I'm, it's like 8 a.m., right, after breakfast. And, he, and we had a company meeting, and he's like, I'm oozing oil from my body. I'm like, no, you just smell like pickles. It's like, it, it's just weird. Do not be, if I find out any Houston young adult is being a weird Christian, that's I, I, the most, that's my biggest pet peeve. I remember somebody told me, it was like, somebody told me, I said, what, did, what was happening? They said, uh, it's just, I, I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. Don't be a weird Christian. Use your, use your brain. Okay. Um, so yeah. Anyways, what was I saying? I can't get on that. Cause then I'll start, I'll start the sour candy where the smoke's coming out of the ear. That's like me when it comes to that stuff. That's why I like those YWAM people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you uh, tag them anyways, uh, where, where was I going with that? Yeah, okay, thanks. That's not where I wanted to go, but that's exactly where I left off. Uh, and so 
I said, yeah, I said, I'm just, I'm heavily involved in my church. I said, when I'm not working, I'm doing something with the church. And so I said, you know, and he told me, he said, you know, when I asked you to work Sundays um, and you said no, he's like, that like did something to me. He's like, I, I like, it, it basically, and this guy's like 50, so it's not like he's like 20. He's like, I thought about my life and I was like, nobody would have done that. Like, what, why, why did he turn them down? Why did he turn it down? He said, I started looking at my life and I didn't, I don't want to, I want to live life like that. I don't want to be just stuck to a job or just living for a job or just, you know, living for this. He's like, what am I, 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 I like thought to myself, what am I doing with my life? And so, and not only that, he's like, and then he straight up said, he said, look, I, he says, when I heard that, he's like, I, I honestly, he's like, I respected you. I like, I just, I, I, I've never seen anybody like that. And so I just like, even when I call you back, I was just like having you here. Like, like yesterday, right. Or the other day I was at the dynamo and it's for, it's for an away game and we do this road show. So I literally showed up and you know, I don't, I don't get paid for an hour. It's like half day, full day. I showed up, went to the rack plugged in that wire there, plugged in that wire there, and I was done. It's like, anybody could do that. But he literally calls me, he literally calls me back just because he likes me, just because he respected the fact that I stood up for Sunday mornings. And he doesn't, he does not have to call me, but he calls me just, just because he said, there's something different. There's something different. I didn't have to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm very holy. I'm very, you know, I didn't have to say any of that. You just live, you, you, you decide, but the whole point, I'm, and I'm going to get back to, is you have to make a decision. Say that with me. I have to make a decision. It, it, our old um, Bible school pastor said, put the word in you uh, so when you need it, it, it's there. That's not how it goes. How do you say it? You don't remember either. Okay, it's okay. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, put the word in you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, go to Bible school if you go, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it says, he said, put the word in you when you don't need it. So when you need it, it's there. And so it, it's, you have to decide beforehand. Because when the tough gets going, that's not the time to prepare. It's like, it's like I was talking to Prissy about running, right? So yesterday I ran a mile and a half. I'm just telling this to impress you. Yesterday, I ran a mile and a half. Today, I ran two and a half miles. And uh, two and a half miles. I'm just kidding. Uh, Prissy's like the best motivator. If you want like a personal trainer, she's like low-key the best like motivator. And so uh, it's, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. We're planning on running a 5K. Well, I'm training now for that 5K. And so if I showed up to that 5K, and was like, I'm going to run this thing. I'm going to take about five steps before I finish. It's like I'm out. Like my side's cramping. I need like salt pills. Five step in. I need like like a life alert. But, you know, it's like it, it, you have it, – it, that wasn't the time. I should have deci- decided a long time ago that I'm going to start training for this 5K. But if I just jump into it, I'm going to hurt myself. It, okay, 10K. All right, you're just intense, huh? Ten, she said 10K? All right. Uh, but you have to decide – beforehand. Say it again. I have to decide beforehand. And, and man, I really want to get in the second part, but we literally will be here till midnight. Um, 
I'll just say my fourth part, my fourth um, point, if you're writing stuff down. So uh, one was to become born again is to become a new creature. Number two is you no longer have to identify with your worldly environment. Number three is in order to see change, change is required. In order to see change, change is required. And number four is God honors order and movement. God honors order and movement. Man, I really want to get that. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's good. You watch Young and Prosperous. We'll probably, what was our first one on? It was Decision, and then it was, yeah, they did it on Tongue, and then Mindset. But, yeah. God honors order of movement. So once you make a decision, it's time to make a plan. And, and I'm not going to get into it because we'll literally be here. But uh, I'll just share this, this last scripture. Proverbs 4, 25 through 26. And uh, this will, with this, we'll close. Uh, I didn't give you a song. Um, we can just play What a Beautiful Name again. That's fine. Um, it says, uh, is that really it? I don't think that's it. Let's see. 25. Yeah, all right, cool. 25. 25. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> let your eyes let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Put that in the NLT. I think I wrote in the NLT. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Now notice it doesn't say God's going to make you a path and you're going to walk right on it. But it says mark out. It's telling you, mark out. You have to make a decision, and you have to come up with a plan. You have to come up with order. And I, I've been to some churches where they're like, oh, we don't have order because we want the Holy Spirit to flow. No, you're an idiot. The, the Holy Spirit doesn't flow unless you have order. Just people are so dumb. Ah, uh, all right. Maybe I need some, like, Cheez-Its or some cheddar bunnies right now. I think I'm hungry. <laughs> Anyways, if you've never had organic cheddar bunnies, they're the best. Uh, the best. Or who who had, oh, Marissa had Cheddar Stars. If you ever want snack recommendations, Marissa's like the goat snacks. She's eaten everything. Uh, we used to hang out. Me and Marissa were homeschooled together for two years. That sounds so stupid. But we were homeschooled together. And, like, we would stay up till 3 in the morning laughing about nothing. We have this theory that Walmart, like, spiked their gummies with cocaine because, like, it just did, those smiley face gummies just flipped a switch. It was like, I feel like you did a line if you just popped three gummies. And, what was that? Courtney said it was blue 40. All right, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Take it as you want. Again, there's Annie's. It's organic. Whatever. Uh, but anyways, it says, mark out the path. And stay. yeah, mark out. A straight path. Notice it says straight. 
not a, oh, I'm going to go, what says mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on that path. And so uh, as we begin to close, let's just, uh, let's just all stand up. How many had a great night tonight? Great word. That's a really good word. I'm going to go back and listen to myself because for some reason, my voice sounds like a like an eight-year-old girl on live stream. It's the worst. It's like I get it. Some people don't like listening to themselves, but I sound like, I don't know, I sound like Timmy Turner almost. It's just if you watch Fairly Odd Parents. If you haven't watched Fairly Odd Parents, you're probably too young. Uh, but anyways, who had a great night tonight? It's a great night. Ah. Uh, I love you guys. Seriously. It makes me so happy to just see everybody here. I feel like I can hug every one of y'all. That would be really weird. Maybe some people are legal. Some of y'all are my family. doesn't matter. But anyways, where's that water? Can I get that water? Yes. Parched. Thanks. All right. It's a good night. Thanks for coming. I really, it's just it's a good time. Andre, I know you live like six hours away now. You're married. You had no reason to come tonight, so. This isn't like a spiritual moment. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just wondering. So you'd like chill out. Okay. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. Just walking up one step. Fine. Anyways, thanks for coming. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We're going to go into the next part of our service. I'm just going to put that there. Which is, you have to make a decision, right? If you learned anything today, I've said the word decision like 80 times. Uh, it's not a psychological trick. It's just, I wrote it down a lot. That's what happened. But, um, you know, if, if I'm going to do a couple calls so everybody, you can bow your head and close your eyes as we go into this next part. And, uh, you know, I, it, what we shared here today was, you know, obviously a way to not make sure you don't live the same year this year. But in order to even be in this running, you must become the first part, a new creature in Christ, a new creation. And so I'm going to give that call today. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, your Lord and Savior, and you'd like to do so today, uh, when, I, when I call the call, you can come up. Or let's say, or say maybe you said, you know, I decided that I was going to live for the Lord, but then, you know, things happen, the cares of this world, or maybe even a, a, a loved one or the, a school or something happened. And you've fallen away, and you say today, Lord, I want to come back to my first love. This call is for you. And the third call is, if you just have any prayer, prayer requests that you'd like us to come in agreement with, or maybe you're looking for a job, maybe you're looking for a spouse, um, we, we'd love to come in agreement with you. So uh, as the music turns up a little bit, uh, and if any of if you fall into any of those three categories, I'd like to invite you to come up to the front right now as we go into this next song of worship, and uh, and we'll come into agreement. In Jesus' name, go ahead, Joey. The Bible says. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always stay up to date with us and even message us on Instagram at YA underscore power of love.
Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next one.